Hello and welcome to the Youth Initiative Scotland podcast. Thank you for joining us once again, podcast number eight. Today, Alex Mosley joined us. Alex is a very, very gifted and creative youth worker. He has travelled the world and he's lived in many different places and has different experiences because of that. He tells us about that, those experiences, how they shaped him and then how they shaped what he went on to do. It's a great story of just pushing doors and seeing what opens and going after what you feel you should go after. Alex is a great guy and a great, great youth worker and a great friend to, to many of us in youth initiatives and many, many young people have benefited from his youth work. If you want to hear more about what we're doing, follow go to our website, youthinitiativescott.com. Follow us on Twitter at YISC underscore 2018. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Youth Initiative Scotland. Thank you for joining us once again. I hope you enjoy the show. Yes, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us once again. We have with us a very good show. We're looking forward to speaking to Alex Mosley about his life and experience of youth initiatives. Alex uh, is the program leader for the Lifeline program in West Belfast, works on the Strive program with different youth work organisations throughout Northern Ireland. Alex is a gifted youth worker, can do many things and is skilled in many different areas and disappointed to see his t-shirt is bland today because yeah. I'll get a laugh out of that one. Um, <laughs> I could probably find one in the office here to be honest with you, Andy. there's probably <laughs> multiple uh, uh, cupboards that have... Is the, Some of my t-shirt. The best t-shirt, t-shirt collection in Sorry. Belfast, um, <laughs> in my opinion. So, thank you. Alex, thank you for joining us. Um, how are you doing? You back? Humble introduction. <laughs> back in the office? Back office, yeah. One of the first couple of days of being properly actually at my desk, which means I need to clean it and tidy it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's been, it's been good to have a, a sense of feeling back familiar uh, in a familiar place. So. Good. Good. Yeah. Yes, um, it's it's nice to get back to a little bit normal. Although I kind of got used to the new normal of working from home and kids yeah. jumping on me. Yeah, nobody unless Cricky jumps in and jumps on me. That's my only <laughs> other child that might jump in at any time. Uh, but I've, I've I've locked the door to make sure he doesn't do that. So yes, um, good. Thank you for joining us. Um, so just give us a, a brief description. Obviously, we're talking lockdown rules. I know a little bit about what. Has been going on in Northern Ireland, but what has the last three months looked like for you? Yeah, last three months has been a whirlwind in terms of just adjusting to being an online youth worker and being, mm. I guess, still available. We've never, we've not closed in terms of my role is not closed, um, and so it's been, it's been a challenge. And at the same time, it's been something that has stretched my creativity, it's stretched my ability as a youth worker to engage with people, because the normal is is that face-to-face ability to connect with people and something that I um, have probably taken for granted in the past. And so now uh, that we've had to do that, um, that has been something that um, I've been stretched in. Um, and at the same time, we, we've brought a lot of good stuff. Our, our online presence has improved as a, as a matter of just having to do more of that. Um, mm-hmm. And um, we have a lot of Zoom in our lives. Um, that is... is uh, it has its days. It has its days where it's weary, um, and it has its days where it's like this is so much simpler than than uh, doing this. And it's great that we can have a Zoom call from Scotland to yes. to Belfast, and uh, it, it's like any any other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. 
Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been mad. So you've moved. Are your programs just moved online? Are you able to do yeah, so, program work? Yeah, so we're able to do a number of program work through our online platform in, in terms of Zoom and things like that. Um, this last two weeks has been slightly different because Northern Ireland have un unlocked a number of different things in terms of being able to meet in small groups and stuff. So the last three or four weeks, um, we've been out in our courtyard, sun or rain, uh, and been able to just meet sort of socially distant uh, with with small groups of young people, which has been a real joy because it brings me back to the kind of like, yeah, this is why I'm a youth worker. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. um, as much as the as the online stuff has been really good, um, it's also just been very different. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, good, good. Well, um, I don't know if people are maybe guessing from your accent, but where are you from? That is generally the question that a lot of people ask me at the very <laughs> beginning. Um, and my, to give you a bit of an origin story, it's like a Marvel movie, as you can see behind me, Marvel is kind of part of my life. And as Andy referenced, most of my t-shirts generally have some mm. level of, of uh, color on them. This is a very bland t-shirt. Um, but I, uh, my origin story started in London. So I was born mm. in London and many, many years ago, 1982 for those that are counting, and I lived in an area just in the outskirts of London called um, Eltham, which is part of Greenwich. So if you get Greenwich Mean Time, the center of the world, that's where I was born. <laughs> that is not a, that is not a like uh, a bold claim, that is just the actual reality of geography yeah. and life. So mm -hmm. I was born there, um, spent a few years there, but then my family, we moved uh, a number of times throughout my, my young life and up into my teenage years. To Hong Kong and China. So I, at different points in my life, lived on a beach. I lived in huts in a like island area, and I lived in like suburban London. Um, so and went to a large, large secondary school at one point there um, with a couple of thousand people. So I very much had a between the ages of three and seventeen, really uh, moved a number of times within that um, period of time to different countries and stuff. So. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah and then end up in ireland so right. at 17 so okay wow so what was you so it was a big school in london then what, what was that school like yeah it was it was really diverse if you're if you're in london there's a lot of diversity in terms of uh, people groups in terms of background um and for me i felt like i was probably quite sheltered when i was younger um, and that was quite a big eye-opening experience for me um, but I had people, mixture of friends from across, I suppose, multiple different backgrounds, which is something actually looking back on has been one of the things that's really supported my youth work because yeah. it's helped me to be able to engage kind of in this area, in this area. And the pros and cons of that was sometimes I didn't maybe have strong friendships. I kind of just had lots of different kind of groups and, and pods of people that I, I met with. But um, that, was, that was a wild experience where sometimes you'd come in and people would coming to school with knives or metal bars or different things like that. And there'd be real big um, fights happening after school, organized yeah. fights. And they're kind of like very much um, London scene in terms of that time was quite like that. Um, right. So I managed to stay out of a lot of that, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely a, a, an op a awareness, my awareness of that and that side of, of, of life. Uh, came from probably that first experience in high school there. Yeah. yeah. And so did you do quite well at school if you stayed out of that? Uh, did I do quite well? I suppose 
because I moved quite a lot, yeah. obviously, you know, I, I, I was in that school for a very short time and then we moved back to Hong Kong and China and I was homeschooling that time. Yes, right. I did not wear tie-dye. I just want to put that out there. A lot of people think <laughs> homeschool people are weird and some of them are. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, for me, I was kind of like, at points in life, like I was just like, I have my school book open and it's kind of like maybe many of you that are have gone through lockdown and had to like be responsible mm. for your own schooling. Like it's only as much as you put into it and focus mm. on, but I've had my school book and then on the inside, it'd be like reading the Beano or something, or like reading some <laughs> level of like comic book that wasn't, you know, part of my schoolwork. So that uh, I suppose I probably didn't apply myself as much in school. Mm. I kind of got lucky. Um, mm. I was crap at English. I really enjoyed PE and sports and kind of anything physical um, and subjects that were practical. Um, and I actually, you know, part, part of my education was done homeschool, uh, and part in London, part in homeschool. And then I came to move to Ireland and I did a year in a, in a boys school, a boys, a Christian brother school in, in Dublin. And that was a big eye opening experience for me. I'd never been to Ireland before. Um, and that was kind of mad. And then the second of my last year, I moved to a boarding school. So I've had a homeschool experience. I've had a boarding school experience. I've had experience of uh -huh. school across countries yeah. um and i guess in a nutshell I, i'm not really academic um i've much more enjoyed the social scene of being in a school experience i suppose that has really supported me in how i do youth work um yeah. as i as i kind of just uh ma jack of all trades master of none type thing i don't i don't kind of yeah i don't know how to that question but <laughs> you um did you then, you ended in Ireland, you didn't move after that? Yeah, so I, I ended up in the south uh, in, in Dublin um, and then it wasn't until a number of years later that I ended up moving to the north of Ireland to Belfast um, to start my, my journey in terms of youth initiatives. Right, and did you, did you move to Northern Ireland for youth initiatives? Yeah, for... so I guess, I guess to 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 answer the question on like where, where when i met why i um i was living in dublin at the time and i just graduated with a degree in electronics just about and uh this was in 2008 and i've been voluntarily leading the youth work uh, in our local church in an area that was called valley it's very very similar to where i work in west belfast now in terms of like um demographic of people um and so when i moved here it was actually quite felt quite like home because <laughs> um, I was familiar with that but I wasn't doing that paid I wasn't doing that as a job I was working in a job center at the same time and it's just kind of a voluntary thing and to me and my wife did um, not long after we were married and I had this thing inside me where I was like I really love this I would love to get more training in this I'd love to get qualified in this I'd love to get paid to do this um, and so it was funny, a flyer came in the door for a course up in Belfast and we were living down in Dublin, Dublin, Belfast, about two hours between. Um, and we just kind of looked at this and thought, well, this may be an opportunity for me to do this. And I thought, well, you know, I'll commute, commute up and down for the course um, and, and, and do my youth work still in Dublin. And then Keely, who's my wife, had remembered of this organization called Youth Initiatives when she was in Belfast many, many years before. And so I did the Google thing. Their website was crap. Um, and, but I managed to get in touch with these guys and they invited me to come up and have a conversation. And 
So I rock up with my wife, who's pregnant at this stage, quite pregnant, and um, with our first child. And we rock up into this car park, and we're like, okay, I wonder which building we need to go in. And there's this tin hut, which Andy can put a picture in maybe of at some stage in his process, but there's, there's a tin hut, and I'm like, what's the bet that's in there? It's definitely going to be in there. <laughs> and uh, so it ends up being in this, and we sit in this room with SpongeBob on the walls, and have this conversation with Doug and Andy here, who were the management director at the time. And, you know, they were like, really like you, really like what you're about, but with nothing to offer you. And, and I needed paid employment because yeah, I was yeah. going to have a new child and yeah. going to be moving and studying and all this sort of stuff. I needed a, a placement as well as a job. And uh, so we kind of went back down to Dublin thinking, well, maybe this isn't going to happen. And long story short, I'm in the hot, uh, not long before I'm in the hospital, I, they called me back and said, come up and interview. So I came up and interviewed uh, and went back down, went to the hospital, got a phone call and they said, oh, we need to interview one more person. I'm like, oh, we need to kind of know because this is really kind of a, a pretty pivotal point in my life. Uh, and so a couple of days later, I found out that I was successful in the interview process and we moved with a five-week-old baby wow. up to Belfast for me to start this course, for me to start this job in, in wow. English. That's that's kind of my journey um <laughs> yeah yeah wow five week old yeah <laughs> first in your first child as well first child um, yeah um wow that's cool that's yeah that's mad just knocking doors see what happens absolutely good. cool good so what were some of the, your first experience of youth initiatives then so this is youth initiatives in northern ireland you're walking through the door New father, not sleeping. <laughs> What's what? What kind of things do you first see, and particular? What do you like about it? Yeah, um, I guess I guess uh, outside of the building, um, I I guess my my first thing was, you know what? It doesn't have that flashy vibe to it. Mm. So maybe you're in a youth work environment right now, in uh, in different places of 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 the world, and your youth work environment isn't flashy. But what I liked about that was it was just real. It was authentic and actually it was the relationships and the friendships and that side of things that really, I suppose, appealed to me. Um, and many, many years later of working for youth initiatives, that's what a lot of people keep coming back to. And they're saying, yeah. remember that old building, you know, yeah. remember those times. And, and it was almost like a oh, wish for simpler times, you know, but it was that sense of just like, just being genuinely real. Um, and it was, don't get me wrong, it was, I was a fish out of water at times and there was days where I was like running one day into the next and just thinking like, did I make the right decision here? Um, but I, I very much felt kind of like I was in the right place um, and I was working mostly with 11 to 14s at that time, but I did do a number of crossover projects um, and it was just fast flowing. There was lots of things going on and lots of things for me to learn. Um, and I met some really, really great people along the journey as part of that. Um, and I suppose that's some of my highlights are, are, yeah. are within those last nearly 12 years yeah so um, what well what are you have you got maybe like a few highlights kind of really profound moments or really funny moments or a few things that you would say right these are sort of key yeah funny like, things um, yeah it's hard to condense it down sometimes and uh my memory um yeah i suppose one of the one of the ones i felt was really significant was um we it was with 
Debbie Byrne, who some people will know listening to this. Um, and we had taken a group of young people down to a place in Dublin. It was a, an event called Urban Soul. And it was a mixture of like youth work and like practical service in the community. Mm-hmm. And I remember it being an, a really, really significant time for me because it was the first proper time I kind of went away with a group of young people somewhere. Um, and I got mm-hmm. to, to work alongside a, a seasoned youth worker in Debbie Byrne. She hopefully won't mind me calling her seasoned. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's, it, it was one of my greatest memories uh, mm-hmm. and, a, and a, an opportunity to bring young people from really diverse and different backgrounds um, on, on a social economic level, but also just on a r- religious and political background and yeah. diverse. Dublin is extremely diverse as well in that sense. Uh, and so we got a chance to do that. And there were kids over from England and from Scotland and from all, or, all over. Um, mm. So it, that was probably my, one of my first uh, real highlights. Um, another highlight slightly more recent was just the chance to, to lead our summer camp. So uh, we run a summer camp every two years here in Northern Ireland mm. where all of our Northern Irish programs come together. And we run a, we run a week-long camp or roughly a week. Um, and a number of years ago, 2017, I took the chance to kind of just, I guess, lead it and stretch myself and challenge myself um, and had some really, really great support from the staff, which made it a lot, lot easier um, because anybody knows when you're, when you're leading a, a big project, it can be really daunting. Um, and so the team was so fantastic. Uh, and it, it, for me, was just memorable because it gave me an opportunity to just, I suppose, see things almost from like a helicopter view and see things that were happening and um, see young people's lives being transformed, um, see people engage with people that they never have before. And I think that's one of the, I suppose, the joys of doing youth work is actually seeing uh, a journey of a young person. So some of the young people I would see in that camp, I would have met when they were 11 and they're like on the intern level or on the staff team or like Mm -hmm. helping on the service team as part of our summer camp and things like that. And so that side of things has just been such a joy to see. Um, So. Yeah. It's it's one of the things of just one of the privileges maybe of being in our position is just seeing people go from wherever they've come from point A beyond point A, wherever that takes them and, and journeying with them alongside that. Um, the thing, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, you, you have a particular, it seems to me that you've worked with a lot of the interns quite closely and you tend to get, whether it's supervising them or they're, they're in your project as you're, uh, you're supposed to give them something to do. Um, that's quite a condensed, like intense period. How has that been to like see people come in one for a, for a year at a time, work full time basically and then, and then go out the other end to it? How's that experience been for you? Yeah, so I guess I guess that's how we met you, Andy. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the ways of, of meeting you was through an internship type program, yeah. and we have had people from all over the world uh, come to to work in youth initiatives and, and, and give a year of their life for or sometimes longer. Um, some have stayed, and some of <laughs> the majority of them have, have taken that year uh, to to learn. Uh, and it's been it's been a joy and a privilege. Uh, for the most part, to, to journey with people in, in, in a short space of their life. Um, and one of the, I guess, one of the real memorable years was for me, I was working on uh, the NUTS program at the time. Uh, we had these two gappers uh, called Kate uh, Smith and Juan Carlos mm-hmm. uh, Aragon. And um, 
I always I always joke that when I say some of the best interns that I know have come from Costa Rica, and I, and I let them <laughs> fight amongst themselves as to who which Costa Rican I'm talking about. Um, but for that particular year, you know, it was just an opportunity to have kind of those close moments with those two, uh, and we brought about some great creativity. There's a number of videos loosely somewhere in the in the ether uh, of of us just creating really memorable moments mm. um, with those guys, um, and I think. Uh, reflecting on on those people um, you don't know how long you're gonna spend with people in their lives yeah and so it's making that moment count yeah making that moment be significant um, and allowing other people to touch you as well because I just think like even in the in the internship level it's often like, what are they getting out of it? But very much those moments in those years were very formative for me as well uh, as a leader and as a youth worker yeah. and as a person. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was special. And it was special to have Kate, to, to work alongside Kate for that year um, yeah. in particular. She... I guess you only got 24 years and one of them was with us. Um, yeah. So it's a real privilege. It's, no, it's, I'm getting emotional as you're, as you're saying that there because it, it really is such a privilege to just get that time yeah. with, with these young people and, and whatever they're going to go on to do. And, and you, you don't know. I think a lot of the time you just don't, you just don't see it. Yeah. You know, the, the one, the one, <laughs> One thing with certain jobs is you, you kind of put a day's work in and you see your reward at the end. Yeah. But with yeah. youth work, that's not always the case. Yeah. You will often invest so much of yourself into somebody's life and never see a return. Yeah. Um, and then there are times where people come back and they volunteer for you many years later and you're like, it's good to see people doing really, really well. And, you know, I've seen young people, you have know, young people on my volunteer team right now, they're teachers. And yeah. they're giving up an evening to come and come and work with us, uh, and it's really that's really touching too. Yeah, yeah, it's a privileged position. Mm. Um, aye. Mm. Good. Um, so, what has what has YI meant for your life? Obviously, you've you came in two thousand and eight, and you've stayed for twelve years um, <laughs> at this point. So. <laughs> Where are you because of youth initiatives and, and where might you be without it? Um, my hair is still here, which is good. <laughs> I, uh, it's a little grayer, I must admit. Um, but that hasn't, that has not been solely to do with, with youth initiatives <laughs> and age and stage I find myself in. Um, and I, but it's been massively formative, Andy, you know, it's, um, both personally, you know, from a perspective of it's challenged me about my, uh, beliefs or or my values and people and how I can influence those around me and and allow other people like we said in the previous question to to really impact us as well yeah. um, and from a professional perspective it's given me a chance to grow and to lead and um, you know what might I be without it um, I guess it would be sad <laughs> I think I, I you know is a very short answer but I, I I do feel like I would have maybe missed an opportunity if I hadn't taken that that yeah. step to 
to move my family up here and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and journey for the last 12 years with youth initiatives uh, and with the people in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Good. Could have been, be- could have been behind a desk. That would have been extremely boring. <laughs> um, and I would have made me very unhappy. Um, good. Well, I writing new stories for your own life, journeying alongside others, writing the stories of their own life and taking risks. Sounds like a good good way to live. Um, good. Thank you, Alex. Last question. When are you coming to visit Scotland? So, Andy, I was I was a little bit offended um, <laughs> and, and got it to see that our, our Strive partners in Donegal got to come over to Scotland before before our Strive guys in West did. So I was I was a little gutted by that and mm-hmm. um, I need to spring for a plane ticket once once that makes sense to do so. Um, and take in the kind of lovely Scottish scenery and the humour and make our best effort to understand your accents yeah. uh, and probably vice versa in some cases. Um, but yeah, I would, I would absolutely love bring to. You, bring them over, come and visit us. Um, that would be great. Well, the reason they got to come first is because they asked. <laughs> <laughs> so he who asks, yeah. The, yeah. the offence can go both ways. Um, but thank you for your time Alex thank you for uh, sharing with us thank you for the work you're doing Northern Ireland yeah. keep at thank it thank you Andy I wish you and your your group uh, all the best in the in the coming months and years as you branch out in in Glasgow and, and, and further afield in Scotland hopefully yeah see where we go see where we are in 12 years time thanks Alex see you.